0: in, I think this is the middle week of school holidays. I want to say um, uh, great to have Bill and Eunice on the team this morning. They did their first their first duties today. Let's give them a hand. Good job. <clears throat> welcome to Team One Heart. Great job. So good. Um, so they, uh, Bill was on welcome team and Eunice is in toddlers. So thank you for uh, stepping up into those roles. So this morning I want to do part three of Solomon's Gold. Uh, So who's been enjoying the the series on Solomon's Gold? Who's not enjoying it? It's okay, it'll be over soon. (laughs) But uh, I just love that last week I was able to fit into a sermon uh, a gold AK-47. I've always thought, how could I ever fit one of those into a message? Well, I managed to. So that was a a great career highlight for me. But uh, Solomon's Gold Part 3 is Solomon's Gold Shields. So I want to start with Revelation 3 verse 18. And if Jesus is going to give us some advice um, to us, his people, then this is what it is. He says this I advise you to buy gold from me, gold that has been purified by fire, then you'll be rich. I know I spent my whole childhood thinking, How can I get rich? How can I be rich? And I always had this imagination that somehow deep within our family background, there'd be some really rich relative that we didn't know yet. And that I had some inheritance coming my way, but I'm still waiting for that to happen. But it hasn't happened so far. But here Jesus gives us some advice to us, his people, to you. And he says, "Um, buy from me gold that is pure, pure gold, and you will be rich. He's not talking about worldly riches. He's not talking about wealth as we know it, um, money in the bank or, or you know, uh, gold or other stuff. He's talking about a spiritual transaction that is much more valuable than, than physical assets of any sort. So now I'll just give you some facts and figures about gold here this morning. <clears throat> gold is a commodity that defines the wealth of nations. So the wealth of nations is still measured by the amount of gold in their reserves. Although I did some research and, and that there is, there, there is some, some debate about that. They're saying, well, it doesn't really matter how much gold you have. It's not, you know, so if a, a, a nation has lots of gold, it really doesn't matter. But, but on the other hand, they say, yes, it does matter. That, that how much gold you have in reserve uh, in your nation, in the national bank, is, is really worth something. But I'll tell you this, gold provides security to the citizen. So when, you, when you're in a country that has lots of gold, there's security for the citizens of that nation. Gold provides leverage for international trade. Um, gold is the physical asset is used to underwrite the value of currency. So your currency gets valued by how much gold you have. So did you know, here's some, some questions for you, and uh, did you know Australia is 39th in the top 50 countries for gold in reserve. And we have 79.9 metric tons. Not 80, 79.9. We have to put another, what, 100 kilos in and we got 80. So think about that. But did you know, and this really gets me upset, Libya, Greece, Mexico and Romania have more gold in reserve than Australia. Now, I'm competitive. I say, come on, we've got to have more gold than Mexico. Come on. We have to have more gold than Romania. But we, we don't. So if the US were to sell off all their gold reserves, it would crash the price of gold. I mean, that, So if, if the US said, we're going to sell all our gold, we're going to get rid of it all, it would flood the market and gold would lose its value instantly. So... <clears throat> This is some interesting facts and figures about gold. Um, but if there's anything that I can pass on to you as a pastor to the church, it would be the love and the value for the Word of God. See, your Bible, the Bible is your gold mine, it's a gold mine. The Bible is precious and valuable beyond measure. So, the more you work it, the more it produces value, more precious than gold. It's a gold mine that you have to dig into. It's a gold mine that the more you work, the more value you'll get out of it. And if there's, only, if there's any one thing I can pass on to the church is to discover the value of the gold mine that is in your word, that is in the Bible. So some things we read in our Bible can appear to be irrelevant, having no obvious application to us. And, and I believe the temple and the kings, yeah, we could easily read through those, those parts of the Bible and think, oh, I don't really understand what this is supposed to mean. But they do have relevance to us. So the temple and the kings are metaphors, which means they identify similarities of your spiritual life, the church... And the world. So when we discover some of these realities in the Word of God, they actually help us to become stronger. They help us to understand life, what we're going through, where we've been and where we're going. Who wants to live a life where we have some uh, added wisdom because God's given us some direction through His Word? I think it's a great thing. So the temple and the kings are metaphors. They identify hidden similarities if we find the gold. So I want us to look at 1 Kings chapter 10, verse 14 to 17 this morning. It says, each year Solomon received about 25 tons of gold. Now my own calculations, and that was also a bit hard because you find all different kind of calculations to, to work this out. But my own calculation was that would be worth about $160 million per year coming into the kingdom. Uh, into Solomon's kingdom, so there's 160 million dollars worth of pure gold coming into his kingdom. Now he reigned for 40 years, so that means uh, that that supply of gold was about 6.4 billion dollars worth. That's a lot of that's a lot of bananas at the market. So, verse 15 says, "This did not include the additional revenue he received from the merchants and traders." All the kings of Arabia and the governors of the land. So that twenty-five tons of gold was, was just what came in as, as as revenue, and then there was extra revenue that they don't talk about. Maybe that was five, ten, I don't know how many extra tons that were, but there was lots of gold being distributed and coming into the kingdom of Israel at that time. <clears throat> Now, uh, verse 16 is what I want us to see this morning, because there's some great relevance that, that we can glean out of this and we can apply to ourselves through this scripture. Verse 16 says, King Solomon made 200 large shields of hammered gold, each weighing more than 15 pounds. That, again, my calculations could be a bit wrong, but I calculated that those shields in total would be worth about 67 million dollars. So that's a lot, of, a lot of gold hanging on the wall there. Um, <clears throat> now also, hammered gold represents those who have been through the fire, through the forge, and the hammering and the shaping of God in our lives when, when we have that pure gold working in our life. And, and maybe that's Solomon's gold part four coming up right there. I thought we were finished, but now i just got an idea. Uh, we might have to go another week. Who's so going Oh, I'm going to... Uh, run away so let's fast forward everyone give me a fast forward that's it, thank you we're going to go to King Solomon he dies, he's gone and his son Rehoboam succeeds him as king so Rehoboam is a very important person in the Bible one of those kings that we we don't really talk about too much but I would love to continue a series one day on on the kings in the temple and what each king represents that's another day this great blessed nation of Israel who saw such great blessing and prosperity and riches pouring into the nation under Solomon, it says that they turned away from the Lord to imitate the practices of the nations around them. It's incredible. So 1 Kings 14 verse 25 and 26, it says in the fifth year of King Rehoboam, it only took five years after Solomon's death, Shishak, king of Egypt, Egypt, attacked Jerusalem. He carried off the treasures of the temple of the Lord and the treasures of the royal palace. He took everything, including all the gold shields Solomon had made. One generation, one king after Solomon, the gold in the temple is plundered. All the wealth, all the prosperity and the blessing is now in the hands of Egypt. Now, Egypt is a symbol of the devil, um, of worldly oppression. Uh, Sometimes it can also be uh, an example of what we were saved out of. So let me show you some things. Um, it It was Egypt that enslaved the Israelites many, many years ago. If we know the story about that, we won't go into that today. But I want to tell you something. Always be on guard from what you were saved out of. So if you were saved out of anything, so we, we can all be saved out of lots of different things um, in our lives, from our past, from our Egypt experience. Before we were born again, we were, we were subject to the spirits of Egypt. And we've got to be aware of what we were saved out of, because it will be the first thing to come knocking on the door for the gold when our heart turns from God. When a heart begins to turn and stray from the things of God, the very things that we were saved out of will be knocking on the door to start taking the treasure away. Is that, you know, that's a really important point I want us to see today. Because when you know this, you have the decision making power to change the story of your life. Oh, thank you. <clears throat> I might need that. When you know that it will change it, and you change your decisions, it can change the story of your life. And I want you to have a strong story, a good story. Uh, It's like this we get born again and gather spiritual gold. When we're born again, God puts a deposit of gold within your spirit, a a, a deposit of gold in your life from that very point of when you make that decision, I want to follow Jesus. And then we go on stages of growth and developing in the things of God. And, and we gather in gold, just like Solomon had gold pouring into the kingdom from every direction. It's a, it's a, uh, it's a, a picture of how life should be as a believer. Again, don't think, oh, well, where's the gold? I I'm not getting gold poured into my life. It's a spiritual metaphor for blessing, for goodness, for, for richness in your spiritual journey. And that's where God wants to take us to. And so the enemy doesn't like that. And he does everything to deceive us out of the treasure from heaven that God wants you to possess. It doesn't matter who you are here today or what, what you think about yourself. There are treasure that God wants to deposit in your life and he wants to continue to put treasure into you, gold and precious things, and the enemy hates that. And he'll always be finding a way to try and bring you to hand over the gold. That king of Shishak came in and he, he plundered the temple and he plundered the king's palace and took away the gold. See, the gold shields are gone. <clears throat> but this Rehoboam, Solomon's son, King Rehoboam, has a plan. So the gold's gone. So this is what he does. 1 Kings chapter 14, 27. It says, so King Rehoboam made bronze shields to replace them and assigned these to the commanders of the guard on duty at the entrance to the royal palace. And so whenever the king went to the Lord's temple, the guards bore the shields and afterwards they returned them to the guard room. He replaces the gold shields for bronze. See, from a distance, bronze looks like gold, but it's not gold. It doesn't have the value. So we could hang a plaque on the wall that's made of bronze or gold and from a distance you couldn't tell the difference. You think, well, is that gold or is that bronze? I don't know. It just kind of looks the same from a distance. But when you were to take it down and and measure its value, the bronze has hardly no value compared to solid gold. So who's heard that that little thing? There's some things you see, little memes on on Facebook and Twitter and all those things that says, who's going to know? Nobody's going to know. Who's ever heard that one? You see see that, that sometimes. But see, I want to tell you something. Three and a half thousand years later, we know. Well, I don't know how many years this was, but all those years ago. Today, we know the shields aren't gold anymore. That he made bronze instead. Now, you see, the thing is, what what King Rehoboam did is it says that every time he went to the temple, it says he would he would have the guards bring out the, the, the shields, so there'd be like a great big pageant, a great big, uh, um, what do you call it, a, a parade where where the the, 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 the army would, would come out with these bronze shields and all stand like along the avenue while the king went from the palace to the temple as a big show of, or a display of something saying, hey, look, Look at us. we got these shields and and the king's going to the temple. It was a pretense of anything valuable. It was was not valuable at all. It was a show. It was just a a parade with no power. So Solomon's shields displayed the wealth of the nation. Rehoboam's imitations were symbols but no value. And we don't want to be believers. We don't want to be Christians. We don't want to be the church that is symbolic but has no power. I want you to be a believer who has gold in your spirit, that has fire in your heart, that has the word in your bones, that can take on any of the enemy's tricks and and attacks and says, I've got the treasure from heaven that can defeat every enemy's plan. That's what we want. An imitation of a symbol won't do that. So in the last days, the Bible describes two extremes that will be in the church and I'm going to show you those right now. The first one is Paul describes a church that has a form of godliness. It has a a look-alike, but without the power. It says they have a form of godliness. It's found in 2 Timothy 3, verse 5. And in the NIV Bible, it says, having a form of godliness, but denying its power. See, Rehoboam had a form of godliness, but there was no richness he had a form in a bronze shield, but there was no real, There was nothing real in it. It was just an imitation of what it should have been. Looked good from a distance, but had no real value. It says in the New Living Translation of that same verse, it says they will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. We don't want to reject the power of God. We want to live with it and have it in us. See, a bronze shield church, that looks like gold, but isn't gold. See, avoid being bronze. We want to avoid being bronze. A bronze church looks real from far away. But the Christian experience isn't to be ceremonial. It's a spiritual experience. It's the Holy Spirit moving in power in our lives, affecting every part of us. It changes us. From sinner to saved. From saved to servant. From, from one thing to another, and we're always growing and developing. And as we're walking, as we're traveling this journey with Jesus, we're, we're, we're laying up treasures of gold in our lives that last us eternally. So I'll tell you something. We, we accept cheap imitations in our Christian walk that don't last for eternity. That's what we need to go for, is the things that last forever and ever, amen, in our eternal life. So Jesus said in Revelation, buy from me pure gold. And that's what we need to be seeking after saying, Jesus, I want the pure gold. I want the real gold. I want to be a believer of a real gold shield, not the imitation one that looks good from a distance but really doesn't cut it. Do you get where I'm coming from today? See, a a gold shield church has a focus on Jesus, what he wants from us and what he wants to do in us and what he wants to do with us. See, Jesus has a plan for the church. Jesus has a plan for your life. Jesus has a plan that goes beyond our imagination or our thinking. We just need to say, Jesus, let me be pure gold. Let me deal with the things. I don't want to be the imitation. I don't want to settle for bronze. You know, Who wants to be the bronze member? I'm a bronze member with Qantas. I don't want to. Keep the dumb thing. Don't call me anything rather be gold, not, not, not bronze. Bronze doesn't mean anything. Can I have the musicians come and join me again, please? The second type of church that's described in the Bible <clears throat> is we can be people of gold for holy use. 2 Timothy 2 verse 20. See, in a large house, there are articles not only of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Some are for special purpose and some for common use. It says those who cleanse themselves from the latter will be instruments for special purpose, made holy, useful to the master, and prepared to do any good work. You see, so I think what's lacking in the bronze person is they're not, they're not prepared for any work. They don't, get, they don't go from saved to servant. They just go from saved to not saved. They go from saved to back to bronze. They somehow make a transfer of what's really valuable and say, "Well, that uh, it's okay. Everyone sees me on the on the parade to the temple. See all the bronze around me." But they've missed the reality of the treasure that God wants to empower you with. Pardon me. <clears throat> so you are that person set aside for special purpose today. Be the golden child. That's used in a derogative term in the family today when when we have a, a favoured child in the family. Everyone who's jealous, everyone who's, who's envious will say, you're the golden child. We use that in a derogative term. But when it comes to this context of this today, be the golden child in the church. Be the golden child in the house of God. Be the golden child in heaven. That says, I carry the gold of my Father. In me. <clears throat> you may not know that. You may not know that You you can't see that yet in your life. But I want to say today you're set aside for special things. Solomon's gold shields represent genuine, strong, holy people filled with faith and good works. Joel 2, verse 28 and 29. God promises in the last days to pour out his spirit on all people. It says they'll be they'll prophesy. They'll see visions. They'll dream dreams. They'll do great things. They'll be the genuine article with the real gold treasure from heaven. Acts chapter one eight. Jesus promises the same thing. He says, "You'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you." Let's be a vessel of special honor for the Holy Spirit to dwell in us. So when the Holy Spirit is being poured out, we're we're being filled. We're being we're being a Taken by the spirit so if you're going through a hard time and thinking of quitting some words from peter he says that gold is purified through fire 1 peter 1 7 these trials will show that your faith is genuine it is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold though your faith is far more precious than mere gold So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. See, the devil is is like the king of Egypt. He's attracted to the gold in your life. Guard your heart from the spirit of Egypt who wants to plunder the gold that God wants you to enjoy. He wants to take away those gold things of your life the gold treasures that come from heaven so if we could perhaps stand together today I'd love to pray with you (laughs) so if you're feeling weak today strengthen yourself spiritually find yourself a word from God I tell you take 10 minutes or half an hour do it today take some time out say Jesus I need to I need to get some gold back in my life when you start using the word like a gold mine begin to speak to you begin to give you promises begin to show you things with a revelation from the Holy Spirit perhaps you need to decide that you don't want to be a bronze believer you don't want to look good from a distance but you're saying Jesus I want to be the real treasure I want to be the real thing I want to be one who carries the Holy Spirit and has power in my life see we decide to be a gold shield kind of people we want to decide to be a gold shield kind of church today it's not time for quitting things have been getting tough it's not time to quit it's time for the gold to be revealed in us it's time for the gold is being purified in your life so if you came to church today thinking hey I just might give up after this. I just think it might be my time just to back off because there's been a lot of pressure. There's been a lot of of things against me. You've got to see that as the gold's being purified in your life. Don't just hand it over to the king of Egypt. Hang on to it. Because you are set aside for a special purpose. Be the gold vessel. Can we pray this morning? Maybe just raise our hands. i love to pray with you today. <clears throat> Lord, we just pray today over our church. We want to receive today. Make us like Solomon's gold. May we be shields. May we be genuine, strong, holy people, filled with faith and good works. Those who carry the gold of eternal treasure within us very deep in our in our hearts. So, Lord, I just pray for every person, specifically those who, who feel like, hey, I don't even know why I'm here. I feel I'm so close to giving up. Lord, I pray today that they get a deposit of faith, a, defo- a deposit that stirs the reality of the gold treasure that you place within them. I pray they may carry it. May They may carry it well and gather more. So I just pray that today in Jesus' name that we be carriers of gold that is real treasure Lord we put away the bronze we lay it down and say Jesus I'm putting the bronze away I want to have the gold and we just pray and ask that in Jesus mighty name Amen and Amen Thank you church just want to encourage you today also we have Tumby Bay um, if you can be there at 4pm today it will be great to see you up there we always have a great time up there as well God bless you. Thanks, Pauline.